Hi everybody and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today I want to talk about something that a lot of guys don't really understand and some women don't really even understand it either actually. Um, and it's something that I see a lot in my couples where the woman has um, a real strong desire to be, you know this already from previous podcasts, but to be fully taken care of emotionally specifically and um, also this goes along with this desire to have a man who will do anything for her at least in fantasy Um, and I will elaborate on this after my usual appeal here for you to subscribe if you are getting anything of value out of these podcasts which hopefully you are it would be a terrible shame if you had listened to 116 of something that you felt was completely useless so um, actually you couldn't have listened to 116 you would have had to listen to 96 if you're not a subscriber because I do have 20 and hopefully my math is correct of my subscribe episodes Um, so you'll get access to a lot of those on neediness, oral sex, maintenance sex, all sorts of sex, parenting stuff, and more. So back to the topic at hand. Um, So a lot of women have the secret desire to have a guy who does anything that they want because they grew up on fairy tales. And if you think, boy, that sounds stupid, women are so fucking stupid, well, uh, guys watch porn and think that stuff's going to happen, so who's stupid, right? Everybody's stupid. So that's very egalitarian way to realize that both genders usually have a prototypical fantasy that they want to happen. Um, maybe I meant archetypical. It's late now. By late, I mean it's 3.13. <laughs> Not a.m., p.m., uh, but I did have many clients back-to-back, as I always do. And I'm waiting outside to pick up my child in my car. So, um, anyway, so men and women both have a typical, we will uh, forget about the prefixes there, a fantasy uh, based on, you know, how they grew up. This could be along a spectrum of how believable they think it is. And by the way, it's also massively impacted by the marriage, which you saw. So just like there are a lot of guys that I see that really come by their high sex drive and desire to have constant sex within marriage naturally because they saw it. They really did see it growing up. They didn't see the parents having sex, but they may have even heard them having sex. And they saw, you know, the parents canoodling all the time. And uh, so they genuinely do believe that this is something to be expected within marriage. And similarly, some women come by their romantic fantasies very naturally and observe the father who is always bringing the woman flowers and who is always saying that she's the light of his life and mommy's so wonderful and beautiful. So um, then there's the other hand, you know, on the other side are people that form this fantasy in reaction to a deficit in the home. And it could be even more intense based on this deficit and the yearning um, that the child felt from one or both parents for something different. So many uh, women, for example, want a very romantic marriage when they saw nothing of the sort growing up, but they always felt that there 
their mother was yearning deeply, wistfully for some sort of change in this regard and for the father to act different. And many men yearn for physical closeness when they saw a father who was always getting rebuffed and pushed away and the mother was, uh, you know, giving him a look like kind of don't touch me. So the those sons pick up on their father's yearning and his rejection and then they resolve that it should be so different for them. Unfortunately, they did not learn very obviously anything that worked, you know, that the father did to seduce the mother. Uh, and so therefore they don't really know how to put that in motion. Um, in order to get that sort of reaction from a woman, which obviously amplifies the probability that they will remain in the same situation that their father was in. And it really is much the same for women. So if, if the woman did not see a mother who was getting any sort of her emotional needs met and therefore was happy with the man, then she doesn't really know how to act happy with a man in a way that would most likely lead to an increased likelihood of getting her needs met. So it's very ironic and very sad, and this is why couples counseling can be very useful to help people understand the origin of their dynamics as well as work on them and changing them moving forward such that they no longer have to remain in a constant state of frustration and yearning uh, like they may have seen. So um, what does a woman really deeply yearn for romantically? Flowers, uh, jewelry, whatever the hell you think is really not it. Those are really proxy variables because they mean that the man went out of his way to make her life better in that moment in a way that uh, she didn't need, you know, but, but wanted, you know. So it's not just that he will pull her out of a burning building. You know, because she's going to die or that he will take her oil to be changed because her car is going to, you know, whatever cars do when you don't change the oil. I mean, I really have no idea about that one. Perhaps they explode um, and or, or anything that she really needs. But this is just something that she would want. And he loves her so much that he would do anything to make her happy. Now, how does this manifest in the direct asks that the man may not really realize are representative of this underlying desire? So the woman may ask the man to come home from work. So this is such a big one. And um, or ask him to take a day off of work so that they could spend a day together and or because she feels overwhelmed with the children. So a lot of men won't do this because they feel that it's going to set a precedent. Now, these are usually avoidant attachment men that have a lot of problem with interdependence. They themselves are really independent and they have no idea why their wife would make them jump through hoops in this way. Obviously, the woman's fully capable of taking care of the kids. Let's say she's a stay-at-home mom or she fully understands that they could get a date night sitter and go out and have dinner together. So why does she want him to potentially fuck something up at work by not going in for a day? Why did she make this her hill to die on? she is just really controlling and difficult. That would be what the man would think. In reality, it's not that at all. It's that she wants to see that he prioritizes her overwork one time, you know? And this has probably been a bone of contention, as it is in many houses. And she wants to see that he would do anything for her. And in this case, anything is represented by him going in like to work or taking a day off of work or something like that when she understands that work is important. It is in fact because she recognizes that work is important that it's so meaningful. And so men who don't want to do this, not only do they think this is some controlling, crazy, irrational shit, she knows that I have to make money for this family, but they also think this is a precedent. If I do this, she's going to want me to take off work all the time. Now, never have I seen this happen. 
what are women? They're not stupid. You know, they understand you need to make money and keep your job. In fact, when we talk in couples counseling, uh, like let's say the woman says, I wish that he would just take off a day to be with me and um, go out, you know, go out for lunch and that would be so wonderful. If he didn't prioritize work all the time and he just took off a day to be with me and or the children. And so the man will be like, if I do that, she's going to want me to do that all the time. If I do that all the time, you know what's going to happen to my job. I'm going to lose my job. So I say to her, well, listen, how about we don't commit to once? How about we commit to he'll, he'll do it twice this month, right? You know what they say? No, 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 no. I, I don't need him to do it twice. I don't need him to do it twice this month. No, no, no. I, just like once. It doesn't have to be this month either. I mean, it could be next month. I mean, you know, it could be this year. Like it could be 2022. You know, just like maybe uh, late in the year. Really, women walk it back real quick because they don't want to like ruin your life. You know, they don't want to get you fired. They want to show, they want you to want to make them happy by doing anything that they want. And then if they get that you would do it, then they'll probably stop asking for it, honestly, after the one time that you do it. So it's interesting. It's very similar to like when women say... Um, if you're like, oh, hell no, my wife never do that. Think about it. What if you said, what I really want to do in bed is I want to, um, I have, I want to have a threesome. And she's like, I'm never going to have a threesome because if I have a threesome one time, he's going to want to have a threesome every single week with a different woman. You'd be like, what are you crazy? First of all, how would we even get these women? Like, what, like, this is something I want. Like, I don't know if the situation arose somehow. I mean, there's some way to do this one time. Cool. You know, like that would be a bucket list thing. I mean, never would a man say, yeah, damn straight, I want it in fact twice a week. And if you do it once, I'll know that you can do it and then I will really ask for it twice a week and there'll be no escape forever. No way. People aren't like this. They don't get off on other people's discomfort or pain or sacrifice. What women want is that men will do anything. They want the fantasy of that he will do anything for me, he will put me first. And men usually want the same thing in bed. You know, and so if you recognize this and you recognize that this is a fantasy from the person's, the part of their brain that didn't get enough love really as a child. And that's what all of this stuff is about is basic attachment deficits from not getting enough in your family of origin. Even if you had a wonderful family of origin, you didn't get everything you wanted right? No one does. Your mother had other children to take care of. Your father had to go to work. Your mother had to go to work. Your father had other children to take care of. Whatever. It's not gender-based here. But either way, you didn't get all your needs met. You were never somebody's only um, only priority. So that is the ultimate fantasy, is to be somebody's only priority in a way that you never really were as a kid. And you're not an idiot. You're an adult. You have kids probably of your own. You know that you can't get this done all the time, nor would you want it. You don't really want your wife to be your 24-7 sex slave because how the hell would you go to work or coach Little League? That would be awkward. But you do want it to be something where you can tell yourself and have some evidence that your partner will go out of their way to make you deeply happy and prioritize you. And for women, this frequently comes in this way. I would want to know that you would do anything for me and pick me over anybody. Oh, another one is with the in-laws. This is a big one. So the woman will say, I just want you to take my side one time against your mom. 
And he'll be like, if I'm always taking your side over my mom, my poor mom, meanwhile, she's been through this, that, the other thing, and all she wants to do is see our kids. But he's not really hearing what she said, which usually, or if not, I'll articulate what she meant, is I want one time when you make it clear to your mother that you agree with me instead of her. This could literally be like your wife says, I like watching Real Housewives, and your mother's like, that stuff is shit. And instead of you laughing and saying, Ma, I think that stuff is shit too, you say, really? I think it could be funny. That literally, your your mother would look at you with annoyance and that would be enough for your wife to feel prioritized. No harm, no foul. If that is a harm and foul with your mother, then she has self-absorption issues and, and there's bigger fish to fry. If you can never agree with your wife over her, and you should anyway, even if you quote can't, of course you can and you have to in order to have a happy marriage. But the point here is that it's, it's just exactly like the sex thing. So just like you, you might say to your wife, I want more blowjobs. And then imagine how you feel if she says, well, if I am blowing you twice a day, then how could I possibly maintain my job as a preschool teacher? It's like, what are you talking about? What are you even talking about? I'm talking about every other week or possibly once a month. That would be great going from zero, you know? And she means the same thing. She doesn't mean you should say, Ma, I never want you to come over our house again. What she wants you to say is, oh, you know, I actually do like, um, you know, my wife's cookies. Also, in addition to yours, and sometimes I like her cake even better than the sponge cake you used to buy. Like literally she wants like one time that you say one thing where you overtly put her first. So whatever domain you you frequently fight about, whether it's um, in-laws, whether it is time from work, whether it is money, There's a big one. You could always be nickel and diming and super frugal. So one time your wife wants to see that you buy some big expensive thing, not even super expensive, quite honestly, would weird her out as I'm saying. Like when I say to the women, okay, so you want him to spend like $1,000 on a bag for you? They're like, what? No, what? No, I don't mean that. You know, I mean like, you know, a couple hundred bucks. And so... Women never want to just like feed upon men's like weakness or helplessness as like some of the Manosphere blogs might have you think. They want to be prioritized in exactly the same way analogously to how men generally want to be prioritized in the bedroom. It's a fantasy that for one glorious moment you are going to have all of your needs met and therefore you will feel completely prioritized in a way that you really probably never ever have or um, have not within many years, you know, and this can be a very healing experience. Somebody's desire for either one of these, either the sexual or the non-sexual version does not make them selfish in any sort of bad way. It makes them completely normal, healthy person that has fantasies about being really loved and cared for in a special way and being somebody's number one person. And so if you can make your wife feel like this, then 
you're really going to uh, open the floodgates of her love for you, which may manifest sexually, or, you know, it may just manifest in that she's a hell of a lot happier, which most guys would honestly take in a heartbeat uh, also. And so what I want you to try then, if you're listening to this, is really try to ask your partner, what is something, and since this one's about wives, I have so many about sex, just did the blowjob one, why don't you ask your wife, what, if I did it, would make you feel truly like I put you first if I if you don't feel like I do you feel like I put you first and if she's like oh yeah sure you definitely do you're so great and she says it in the middle of sex with you because that's you know she's so thrilled with you all the time then sure don't listen to this podcast is not relevant to you but if she's like what do you mean put me first I mean like you mean like this or you mean like this do you mean this thing you don't do or do you mean this thing you don't do well then you are like the majority of men and she does not feel like she is put first so then you say what's something I could do to show to you that I really put you first because I really want to show you and then literally if she says something do it like that's the best advice I could give you if she's like well you know what would make me feel good I would like you to right now book a vacation with me be like, get out the laptop. I am ready to go. Rock and roll. Get out the laptop. Get out the credit card. We're going to book some shit right now before we go to sleep. And she'll look at you like you lost your mind. And she will probably smile and laugh when she sees you're really going to do it. And be in a very happy mood because she feels like your beloved special person. And if she says what came over you, never lie. I told you this already. Share. Any openness is good openness is so great for marriages. People don't believe me, but it is. And they don't believe me until they try it. Then they see that it is. So say, I was listening to podcasts to give us a happier marriage. I realized that despite me loving you, you may not know that I love you because, you know, whenever you ask me to do something, I always have my devil's advocate reasons why I shouldn't do it. So instead of doing that, I want to tell you that I care about you deeply and that I value what you, whatever it is that makes you feel special, I value. Now, don't do this. I joked around that, you know, she'll have more sex with you. She probably will. But don't do this for that. You know, remember my nice guy uh, podcast about the covert contracts. Do it to be a good guy. Like to be a good husband. If anything I said resonates with you and my analogy between her desires and your sexual desires resonated, then do it because now maybe finally you realize why she's doing some such irrational shit like asking you to do stuff that's so not in your comfort zone or like, you know, going in an hour late to work or whatever. So um, if this made you think, please uh, share it with your partner or just try it out in the wild like I just recommended. And subscribe, subscribe, because every time somebody subscribes, I get newly invigorated to have these wonderful, brilliant ideas for podcasts, which you love so much. And you can listen to the same time as I record them while picking up your children before they get into the car. And I'll talk to everybody later. Have a great day, guys.